You're listening to Art City Now. Welcome, my friends, to Art City Now, the podcast which explores the art scene in different cities in its current form. I'm your host, Troy Ramos. This is the final episode, five of five, of our series on Battle Creek, Michigan, the little city that could and did in some cases. Let's hope we get to the bottom of exactly what they did and are doing, at least artistically speaking, in this last episode. Tonight, we will end this series in conversation, looking back at all the areas covered and talk about the overall state of the art city now. We'll talk with artist and musician Santos Ramos, who is also the outreach coordinator for Art House 43 and has also been a big contributor towards getting this project, Art City Now, funded and realized. Remember, this podcast has been sponsored by the Battle Creek Community Foundation, Meyer Art Center of Battle Creek, and GoFundMe. Santos has also been a frequent guest on Art House Radio, which is Art House 43's main flagship podcast. You can check that out at arthouse43.com or find it on iTunes. So we'll hear a long discussion with Santos on all things arts in BC and our thoughts on this project, how they all interact with each other. But first, we'll also ask Justin Andert, founder and organizer of the highly successful Color of the Creek Street Art Festival in BC, what he thinks about the strength of the art scene in the city. So let's dive right into this final episode, our series on Battle Creek. We'll first hear from Justin Andert of Color of the Creek, and then we'll play our full conversation with Santos Ramos of Art House 43. This is Battle Creek, Episode 5, the final episode, The Conversations, now on Art City Now. Art City Now is a production of Art House 43 and is made possible in part by the Battle Creek Community Foundation with the mission to promote giving, build endowment, and provide leadership to improve quality of life, creating a way for people of all means to give back to their communities since 1974. And by Meyer, committed to strengthening the communities they serve since 1934. By the Art Center at Battle Creek, since 1948, devoted to providing the community with arts and culture. And from support by our generous donors on our GoFundMe campaign, your support, as always, means everything. How is Battle Creek now, you think, in terms of the strength of the art scene? Um, yeah, the art scene in Battle Creek is, when I moved back, was either felt non-existent or really limited or disconnected. And I think it is getting better. We, uh, it seems that we're seeing more people kind of embrace that you need to have this arts and culture to have a thriving, positive community. So, um, but so that we have kind of these old established uh, entities like the art center that offer a lot of value in terms of teaching um, more, uh, I don't know, traditional mediums of art. And uh, so they do connect with a lot of youth and um, people that are newbies to art and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you know, outside of things like that, it really is kind of been a, a struggle to get things going and I think there are a lot of artists here that just isn't a lot of connection or networking within that. So hoping to make Color the Creek sort of an umbrella for a lot of things in that way. And where, you know, we might um, add an aspect to the event next year, or maybe there's kind of a youth camp 
where we could have some, um, you know, motivated young art students uh, through our local school districts that might be able to take a week and we can maybe bring in an artist or two to have them kind of teach them different aspects of how to paint a mural or something like that. And then maybe we could have them actually create a mural at the end as a group or something like that to where you're actually engaging these students as well, kind of creating that next generation of talent. It seems like over the course of all these episodes, I've been talking to different artists and it seems like they, they do feel like they have a platform, but that it's not really enough. There aren't enough platforms, whether it's a big festival like yours or just a simple art show. Um, that's like his arts art center has art shows every month, but in other venues, there doesn't seem to be happening as much as it should be. Yeah. Yep. And there, you know, there's not a ton of private money in art here. So that's probably one of the biggest issues. And, you know, I've seen art, there's art galleries that there's private art galleries that exist in Marshall, which is a 10,000 person town, but there's none in Battle Creek, which is like a 55,000 person town. So uh, that's a big issue. And, to know that one town over, this a small community is able to support um, private entities like that is, you know, I guess can be kind of discouraging, but I kind of see it more as an opportunity to try to really start from the ground here and really get it built up and maybe build some infrastructure for a, a really positive movement that can last a long time. Yeah, and it seems like um, also there so you moved back a couple of years ago, so did I, and there didn't seem to be much happening before that, and that could be that we maybe weren't connecting with it, but there is money there. Uh, there is some sort of, could be some financial support, but uh, it doesn't seem like the venues have lived up to then their end of the bargain, so to speak, uh, for whatever mm -hmm. reason. There are artists there, Giselle, Pugue, uh, you know, we could list off a bunch of artists that deserve to have a venue that they shouldn't have to go to outside cities uh, to have their work exposed. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we've had some people like um, the person that won Art Prize last year is from Battle Creek and he did the big rendering of Abraham Lincoln. And, um, you know, they were able to find a space for that to live permanently in downtown Battle Creek. So, if, you know, we can to use that as an example of, right. okay, so the people are really supportive of this. Um, what about having some other spaces or having some support for some other spaces that could um, live here permanently, um, which would be kind of what I think some of my goal would be to have more of a steady presence in the city instead of, yeah, showing up for a week a year with draping a bunch of buildings with new paint and then disappearing again until the next year yeah. uh, you, you, I don't you know I don't think oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that you like you and I both if we throw um, art shows um, you a couple a year if, if we're lucky it's the it's the consistency that matters the, f the frequency so that if somebody wakes up on a Tuesday and they they have the day off can they see art in the city if the answer is no that's gonna be really hard to establish a stronger infrastructure yeah, for sure. And um, there are really cool things like the um, gallery inside of the Davidson building at Kellogg Community College. 
that's a really prime thing and we're really lucky to have that but um you know it's just it's not on everyone the front of everyone's mind to go to a community college on a saturday afternoon or something to go see that art um you want it in your downtown or somewhere like that where people are going to just happen upon it in their day-to-day lives um and then also have that infrastructure to where people can feel supported to venture and try things that are new and um you know maybe even having their own space someday together this this whole program this whole podcast art city now uh thinking about the funding and thinking about uh how to do this who to collaborate with and it's interesting to think about the steps it takes to get from an idea all the way through to us having this conversation in the last episode of this series yeah i mean it's mostly been you putting it all together and i was kind of helped to really just I don't know kind of some back and forth in terms of envisioning it and like what it would be and like what the city kind of needs and so I think one of the first things that we talked about was everything seems so decentralized in Battle Creek and we've talked about that in terms of like the geography like everything is just kind of like spread out geographically in Battle Creek and so it's it's hard in a city that that only has whatever 55,000 people to kind of have a place to, to be centralized around the arts. So like one way to do that is through media, you know, one podcast isn't going to change everything, but it is hopefully one of those avenues where, you know, it kind of brings some of the different things that are happening around the city together into a centralized place. So I think that was one of the main ideas that we had. Yeah. Decentralization is interesting because uh, Battle Creek was a place that had a council, United Arts Council, like a, that unified everything and that got disbanded several years ago. And so now there are maybe fragmented pieces of that floating through the city and you have a few different funding sources. So it's, it's almost like the, the feeling I get got in talking to all the artists throughout this series was that people were making things happen, but they felt a little bit like islands. That's in a way, that's kind of how I felt talking to everyone a little bit. I mean that, yeah, that's always been my sense as somebody who grew up there and was making art and music there for a while. That everything felt kind of isolated and in different areas. And there weren't many physical spaces that you could feel like people could come together. I know the, the art center has been there for a long time, uh, but aside from that and a couple of other things, you know, not a whole lot of physical spaces, but now that, you know, we have other ways of doing that too, through digital forms of media, I guess that helps. And that's one way to kind of make up for that. Yeah. I got the sense talking to some people, especially particularly the, the episode on theater, film and television that, um, some of the theater groups talk to each other a little bit more than maybe some of the arts 
people or the or the 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 music people did as well but that's such a different because you have different genres in there but it, ever since the arts council disbanded it does feel like when you talk to different people that um they do feel a little bit isolated that's the sense that i got underneath and and maybe something like this hopefully these kinds of projects can help sort of add some cohesion or some sort of uh, connective thread to people if they're looking for that thing yeah i think there's a couple ways to think about it is like hopefully in the short term that'll briefly start to draw more and more people um, who either are from there and have moved to other nearby cities or uh, just people who, who live in nearby cities to come back for different kinds of artistic events. Uh, but there's also like a longer term kind of cultural shift that needs to happen. So if that short term sort of strategy goes well enough, hopefully more people will start to stay who are into art and music um, because a lot of people just end up leaving. And sort of ironically, like I wanted to get out of there quickly too, like after I was at KCC, but at KCC, I had a great time and there was a community of artists there uh, when I was at KCC from 2004 to 2006. And to be honest, once I got to Lansing, I was kind of disappointed because <laughs> I thought it was going to be this huge next level thing. But, you know, there's there's something cool about Battle Creek that when you do find uh, those other people who are on the same wavelength as you, that you realize like how rare and precious it is because, uh, you know, it's a little bit harder to find. So... Um, people appreciate it. Yeah, I think uh, you have um, festivals like we talked about in the last episode, Fall into the Arts and Color the Creek, or the events that we do, Art House 43 does, and the Art Center and the theaters and, and, and brass band and all that. You have those moments where you do find your group and they come out and everything clicks on one night and it make it reminds you of either maybe times a decade or two ago where things were like that more often, or maybe they could be like that. Maybe they are uh, more than, than we think now. Um, certainly people are having more experiences than we are because we're not in the city itself. And so people are putting on plays and doing shows and having performances and concerts. So they're having more experiences. So, uh, but you do get a, you do get a sense that uh, um, in what you were saying about, finding your group it it's definitely something that could be improved upon i think yeah we just gotta we gotta make it easier for people somehow to to make and, and show their art because i remember when i was back there and like there weren't a lot of places for bands to play so a lot of times we would just like find some kind of business that would allow us to play there but that means like hauling in your entire PA system and like moving tables out of the way. And like, you know, it's just a lot of work. So like if you're, it's a, another dimension that artists there have to worry about when they not only have to make the art, but they also have to like somehow create the venue itself and like promote it all at this. It's just so much, work. but we got to make it easier for people somehow. So it's interesting to think about how both of us, if you go back into the 90s or early 2000s, um, we were both doing artistic and musical things in the city, and it was kind of a different place. There was Arcadia. There there were um, places to play for bands. I don't know. 
I, I, you know, for a, a podcast like this, you try to reach out to as many people as you can. And, you know, I reached out to a lot of people. Some people responded, some people positively, some people weren't interested or didn't respond at all. Um, I don't really know where people are playing music wise. Yeah. It'd be interesting to hear. Like I'm really unplugged from that whole scene, which I think says something because like, yeah, what's the platform for everybody to get the word out about? Cause I'm sure that it's happening, you know, in the same way that it used to be happening when I was plugged into it. But it's just like, I don't know how to know about it really. Most of the places that bands were playing when I lived there are not even there anymore. It's like Brownstone Cafe, gone. Arcadia, gone. Theater, gone. Arcadia, gone. People, I don't know if people know this one. BC Sound was there and it was oh, actually. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like a pretty, it was like a legit stage with lighting and like a dope PA system. And it was like big, hmm. but it, it was there for like a few years. It's gone. Uh, Planet Rock, amazingly, is like on another level, you know, somehow. I don't know how they do it, but. Yeah, I don't know either. It's And we are talking about specifically about one genre in music. So you do have the Battle Creek Symphony. It's been there for over 100 years. The brass band plays it. They both play at W.K. Kellogg Auditorium downtown. You've got KCC stuff happening, jazz band, all that stuff. But that's more of an academic genre, whatever people's opinions are of, of those. And we've participated in those things. But for bands or for uh, rappers or whatever it is, like it's you kind of have to really fight to carve out a space, it seems. Yeah, I don't know where they would even play. I mean, I've heard about like, underground kind of shows and like people's barns and things like that. And that's great. But yeah, we need something a little more permanent for people. Yeah. You, you, like you said, it's, it's too much to ask for artists to create the platform as well. They're so busy creating the art or the music. You can't ask them to create the venue. And, and this is maybe not the, the uh, an issue in different levels and, and certainly not trying to say that everything's um, up. Uh, there's so many issues there. Uh, that that uh, people in this this series did uh, didn't cover already, but it's it. I think we're not saying anything that other people would disagree with, a hundred percent. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, this is something that if you live in Battle Creek, you probably feel. <laughs> You've been living it your whole life. So we've put on a lot of art shows and a lot of events in the last few years there. I, I think probably the Art Center um, is the only other organization besides Battle Creatures uh, that is doing that has done more art shows. I mean, Kellogg Community College, if that counts, it's more of an institution. Um, but what do you think about the last few years, the things we've done? Where do you, you know, we've set up art shows. We see people come in while they're open. Do you think that's uh, what you've seen is has been encouraging in the last few years, or would you have expected maybe more uh, more interaction between the community and things that we do? It's always uh, there's always 
positives and negatives. So the one thing is that it's just so much work because you're having to, you know, curate this fit, not only make the art, but also curate the space and do all the promotion. You know, there's not something already established. So that's always one major takeaway is that it's a lot of work for the number of people that end up coming out. And so I think that's why it's also important to do more of the uh, regular kind of city wide events, like maybe like a first Friday kind of thing, because then you don't have to do as much promotion as an artist. So that's, uh, yeah, those are my major takeaways is that it's always like ends up being enough people to make it worth it. But also it was, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. And you, it's, it's, it's easy to say, Oh, so if you remember the Arcadia used to have a long time ago, the backyard blues barbecue um, thing. And that would, in the beginning that would get packed. And so, it, it might be easy for someone to say, well, they come out for stuff like that, but blues bands and stuff, but they don't really come out for art. That's not true though, because fall in the arts and spring into the arts and color the Creek have all got pretty big followings and they do get consistent people out there. And the art center of battle Creek throws uh, exhibits where they have tons of people and they raise money pretty quickly sometimes. So it's there. It's just a matter of connecting with it. Yeah. I, I think, I feel like there's a lot of momentum recently and so i feel like that's encouraging um to see the growth of like color the creek in particular and just not only how it's grown as an event or like a series of events every year but just that the fact that it leaves in its wake all of these public murals that people can continue to enjoy um throughout the year so um there's a lot of momentum in Battle Creek too. I think that to be encouraged about if you're there or around there. Yeah, I think Color of the Creek is probably one of the best things that's happened to that city in quite some time because those murals and those artworks are visible, purposely visible from the street, from your car, uh, sort of gathering in little areas. And those are big artists from outside of the area and within. So it's it's something that I think people are taking notice. Uh, they're taking notice of the event and what's happening, and so you do have things to build upon. That's for sure. Yeah, that and that is the kind of event that impacts things both short and long term because it's immediately getting attention and, and bringing people into the city. But it's also the kind of thing like I I do think that it could have changed had like had an impact on my life in a legit way if I would have seen some of these murals in Battle Creek as a kid, like mm, yeah. growing up on the North side, like not far away from like him school and all that seeing like Nani's mural now on La Placita, um, there on Capitol Avenue, seeing something like that could have really gotten me interested in the arts at an earlier age, mm. you know, in our own neighborhood. Um, so I think that it, it could hopefully have a, a, an impact on like, the cultural kind of shift in, in Battle Creek too. If there's one thing to say about these things that are positive, like fall into the arts, spring into the arts, color the creek, uh, some of the stuff that we do, the art center. Art center is putting on shows every month, yes, but the frequency is so important, and I I don't know if that's something that is at a satisfactory level. Color the creek is once a year, fall into the spring to the arts are twice a year. We try to do stuff, but we're only doing stuff maybe once a year. Uh, sometimes twice so there are things happening but 
it's happening from a small percentage of people it feels like and if in if i'm wrong about that if it's if if we think that we feel somewhat isolated in trying to push things into the city artistically then it speaks to the isolationism we were talking about so it's one or the other it's either there's not enough people doing stuff or we're not aware of each other so it's it's an isolating thing yeah and i don't know exactly how you set up more of that infrastructure but something like i would love to see them somebody start <laughs> getting together support for like an artist in residence that was there once a year whose job it was to you know curate or throw like a certain number of shows or do whatever in the city so that it was like some kind of consistent thing that kind of adds more to the mix. Cause then right there, that's maybe like whatever, like four or five, six shows per year that you can kind of count on. Like something is going to happen and it's going to be different every year. And people are also going to learn about battle Creek just by, you know, hearing about a program like that. So, so that's just one example, but I think there's, there's other things like that, that, you know, I think there's money to to support that kind of thing um, in Battle Creek. So I'd like to see some more stuff like that happen. There is an organization in Battle Creek, speaking of funding, that just paid a lot of money to get New Holland Brewing to come downtown. There's another group, Restore 269, who has they've bought a few buildings and they've got a brewery and other things happening. For the arts... I wonder sometimes if there's enough money being thrown at these things. We we are lucky to we get support f- like a lot of other people from the Battle Creek Community Foundation from Meyer supported this podcast, uh, the GoFundMe campaign, the Art Center of Battle Creek, others. Um, but I wonder sometimes if these things. I hate to say things can be bought, but sometimes they can. You might be able to attract uh, a lot of more festivals, a lot more festivals, a lot more artists, if maybe there's some sort of grant or award that's that's sort of pushed out there. I don't know if that would help uh, or if it would just, maybe it's offered and people aren't taking advantage of it or there aren't any applicants. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, it's happening on a lot of different levels because we haven't even really gotten into like the funding that gets cut from public schools and like how art programs are first to go. I mean, that has a huge impact. Like a lot of this is actually supposed to be happening in our public schools, you know, that we are funding. But, um, you know, that's another avenue that's, you know, really hurt the state of Michigan as it has a lot of other places too. So um, we're always scrambling to kind of figure out all of these solutions. And I don't know if we always like make that connection of like, actually a lot of this, like a lot of people probably aren't interested in the arts because, of, you know, there's not enough, of a focus on it in, in school a lot of the time. And it's not supported financially the same way that other sub- subject areas are. Yeah. As Linda mentioned in the first episode that they have cut a lot of the arts programs entirely out of schools in battle Creek and a lot of the elementary schools have closed. So in a way you can almost understand why the Kellogg foundation, the community foundation, um, Miller college, Binda foundation, all of a sudden they, Maybe they, maybe some of their original mission wasn't necessarily to support the arts. I'm not sure, but because there's such a lack of state and city funding for things like that, it's almost like it's been thrust upon them. Which you can kind of understand their perspective a little bit if they feel like they have to support all these from our our projects all the way up to like the brass band and the symphony. Those are major operations. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, not to get too far off subject, but I teach a food class and I'm just kind of making connections between that because like with in class, we're just uh, going over like the history of food banks and how it's really risen over the past few decades. And in one sense, it's like, I guess that's good because it's giving people free food. But in another sense, a lot of the criticisms are like, actually, the government is should be providing a lot of these things. And they've like, made a lot of cutbacks in these areas. So that's why food banks have grown. So it's kind of like mirrored in the arts as well that, yeah, like you're saying, a lot of the pressure is being put on these foundations and nonprofit organizations to do all of this labor that actually should be, you know, funded like through our taxes and just like, I mean, we supposedly live in an extremely rich country and we don't always see like that money come back into the community. So um, yeah, it's happening on all these different levels. Yeah, it's no, that's a that's a good parallel. And I know I know having worked in a major museum on the West Coast, um, I would hear them regularly say that they their ticket sales were only maybe ticket sales and memberships were only maybe fifteen percent of their income, and so donations and government grants were a huge part of it. And that's true of probably any institution. So whether it's fair or whether people disagree with it, that's the game. So if you think arts and culture is important, somebody has to step up. And I think I think there are some people for sure doing it in Battle Creek. But when you have the absence of art in schools, you maybe have the absence of an arts council. Now it becomes a more complicated game that maybe people are still trying to figure out. Yeah, and that's really mirrored across like a lot of different sectors, I think. Because like, what does that do to like, I mean, that just creates competition among art, artistic communities, you know what I'm saying? Like, winning a grant might be helpful for your organization, but it's not really doing much to expand the arts in Battle Creek or in a particular region, because, like, if it didn't go to you, it was going to go to some other artistic organization. So we also need to be thinking about, like, how do we kind of expand, you know, how the arts in general are being funded and how they're valued in society, which is like a bigger task, I know, but um, just kind of squabbling over the few scraps that, that like artists and arts organizations get um, isn't really thinking holistically. So I think there's that other piece too. And some and sometimes it's probably hard to do that when you don't have an arts council, a central body that lobbies for everyone. It almost acts like your agent. It's the buffer between or the liaison between the, the artists and the people who are looking to fund that. Now you, there's no middle person. Everyone, it's every person for themselves. Yeah. Again, there's no kind of infrastructure set up. So then it's like, again, on the artists. So the artists have to make art. They have to create the venues. They have to make the platform. They have to change policy. Like it just keeps going. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's kind of unfortunate to think about, you know, potentially an artist in Battle Creek who might be 54, who might be 16, they might have a really good idea, but they need money to get this idea realized and they don't have anywhere to go. They don't know about the Battle Creek Community Foundation or my, they, we know about those things because we're sort of in the game, but you know, in, in Lansing where they have an arts council or Detroit or Grand Rapids, you can probably just look at the arts council. I think Grand Rapids actually got rid of theirs, but Usually there's a central body where you can kind of email and say, I'm looking to do something like this. Where should I go? And they can say, okay, well, let's, let's talk about this and you can try here and you can try there, but there's really nobody to answer your questions. It feels like. Yeah. Maybe at like specific places, but like holistically yeah. across the city. Yeah. Right.
So there, there are plenty of things, obviously, to build upon. And it's kind of interesting to think about the history of Battle Creek and all the things it's accomplished for the city of its size, like all the things it's done in its history, not just in the arts, but in other areas. It's kind of a weird city in that it has lots of people who have done pretty incredible things from such a small place. So if you think about the fact that there might be something there, uh, mystically, so to speak, um, and all the things you build upon, it, 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 it could be an interesting next 10 years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it seems like things are changing there. Like it, Battle Creek happens in waves and it seems like there's more momentum going on right now where it's like coming into a wave. Um, we're going to hibernate for the winter and, and uh, with the opening of some more things downtown and with the continuation of some of these artistic projects we've been talking about, I think that there's a lot to build on moving forward for sure. And it seems like there are a growing number of, of artists who, and organizations who have sort of come on the scene in the last handful of years that give at least different options, different, it sort of diversifies the playing field. We came back and we started Art House 43 in 2015. So that's one player, Justin Andert of Color the Creek, same thing a few years ago. Richard Schlatter wins Art Prize. Giselle Pugue is, is an artist who's got shows and is making big strides. The Art Center, there are all these things now happening that maybe they weren't happening four or five years ago. Yeah, and it's nice to see um, other organizations like, I feel like Bostes has been doing more. Right. Like, festivals and public events where you know at these events it's like traditional kind of dance and art um and also modern stuff too but um yeah there's other organizations who are doing work like that that's really encouraging to see for sure too right and in music too you have kcc with joe blanchard doing all these great things and you have ann harrigan at the symphony you have uh brad poor at the, at the theater department what to do theater is now moving downtown from springfield so they've got that building downtown that could really inject some momentum even further let me just say that i will always say good things about kcc like i had the best experience there me and too. i've been to a, lo a lot of different universities went to kcc then on to msu virginia commonwealth university for my master's ms uh, msu again for my phd i've taught at in Cambodia, other places like KCC is great. I had phenomenal teachers there, a great artistic community of, of, of different kinds of artists, photographers, musicians. So I love my time there. And I think that um, maybe sometimes people forget about to count KCC and like things that are awesome about Battle Creek, but I'll always give KCC love for sure. Yeah, me too. I had a great time there too, studying uh, the arts and they've got the facilities keep getting better. They now have like strong art department, the music department. I mean, they were always strong, but it seems like they just keep getting better. The theater department, it's a beautiful campus. They've been renovating it. It's probably if, if something is to happen in the next 10 years significantly for battle Creek in terms of the arts moving forward, KCC is definitely going to be a part of that, a strong part. Oh yeah, I agree. Or it should be. Art City Now is produced by Art House 43.
an arts organization dedicated to connecting the arts and communities. For more information and to pledge your support, please visit arthouse43.com. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this final episode of Art City Now and for joining us on this entire series on the art scene in Battle Creek. It's been a blast, an honor to talk to everyone who was on the show. A big thank you to them. A big thank you to the people and places uh, we met and experienced on our trips to the city. It's a delightful place full of many interesting ideas, people, artists, and history. And of course, a massive thank you to those who supported this project, the Battle Creek Community Foundation, Meyer, the Art Center of Battle Creek, and of course, to all the beautiful people, friends, family, supporters who donated to uh, this project on our GoFundMe campaign. Uh, and all the people who donate directly to Art House 43 and to those of you who will make a donation supporting us. We need you. Your support means everything. I think this project has been a success. We want to do more. We want to improve and learn and discover more cities and uh, artists. We want to keep making programs like this. And in order to do that, we need your support. So please go to arthouse43.com to make a direct donation. You can also go to gofundme.com slash arthouse43 or at patreon.com slash arthouse43. So please go to arthouse43.com to make a direct donation. You can also go to patreon.com slash arthouse43. Follow us everywhere at arthouse43. Share these episodes. Send us your thoughts. Favorite episode? Do you want us to come to your city? We're open to ideas for uh, covering any city in the world. You just have to let us know. Contact us. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for listening. This has been Art City Now, a production of Arthouse 43. Wishing you good luck and good night. And we will see you on the next series of Art City Now. Goodbye for now, dear friends. Sitting now. Sitting now.